So it's good to be back after a few weeks and good to see you in person. Wonderful. I hope those who've been on holiday have had a refreshing time and are, you know, ready, as Sundar said, ready to go back to school. But we're still waiting for the rain. Now, somebody told me that it rained in Kerala or something yesterday. Okay, Kerala. Oh, it's expected in Kerala. It hasn't come in yet. Okay. So it's still a f at least, I don't know, 10 days or more before it comes to Pune, but we want the rain. Thank you, Lord. You know, we always, Christians often ask, we ask ourselves this question. What is, Lord, what's your will for me? Have you ever done that? Yes, yes, we've done that, you know. We want to know, Lord, what is your will for me? And, uh, and sometimes people say something like, I, I want to find God's will for my life, you know as if it's lost or something, but, and uh, we want to find what, and, and it's good to determine what is God's will for us. Absolutely good thing to know. But you know, uh, for 99% of us, God's will is already revealed in His Word. But there's that 1%, like the Apostle Paul, who, you know, who was persecuting the church, and then God, Jesus himself, met him, blinded him, sent him to the ground, and then told him, hey, you're going to be my witness to the Gentiles. Yeah? But, but for most of us, 99% yeah, of the time, we will find God's will for our lives as we read his word and as his Holy Spirit teaches us and directs us into his will. And so with the Spirit of God and with the word of God, we will be able to discern what is God's will. For example, a very simple thing. If you're consider, considering getting married, okay, and you, you see this wonderful, tall, dark, and handsome guy in your office, and he is uh, doing well, dressed well, speaks well, you know, is it God's will for you to marry him? It all depends, okay? First of all, is he already married? <laughs> okay. Is he a believer? Yeah. And, 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 are all, and, and are you all compatible and so forth? So, so, you know, so we can get a lot of the answers by just knowing God's word and common sense. But today we're going to look at one aspect of God's will. So there are many things that are God's will for us as we look at scripture. But we're going to look at one thing which was, which was echoed in the praise and worship that Sam led so wonderfully this morning. And it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. And it says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in, in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So very clearly in black and white, here is one aspect of God's will for everybody who calls themselves a follower of Christ. And it says, do you want God's will? Then this is what you need to do. Give thanks in some circumstances. Does it say some? No, it says all. And all means the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay? Now, we're going to unpack that a little more, but, but really, 
one of, you know, one of the things of being a Christian, you know, I, I, I think there was a book or a phrase that says a Christian is, an, is a hallelujah from head to toe. That means we are so full of joy. We are so full of thanksgiving. That's what we need to do. And here in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Now, giving thanks in good, in good circumstances is easy, isn't it? Now, how many of you, imagine if your boss called you in tomorrow and said, Who? Austin, we're giving you a promotion, we're doubling your salary. All right? W would he have any problems giving thanks? No, no it's a no-brainer. You give thanks. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, so, so for good things, it's a no-brainer. You give thanks. But, but here, remember, the Bible says in all circumstances. And we're talking about not, not only personal circumstances, but also things that don't affect us directly, but we are aware of. For example, how many of you have heard about the trains that collided and crashed two days ago? Yeah? Anybody? Put your hand up. Because yesterday we went somewhere and some person had not heard of it. Okay? Now listen. These trains collided over, I don't know what the death count is, it's, but it's probably around 300, if not more, people died. And there were thousands of others who were injured. Okay? In a matter of minutes. It happened in India. It's India's uh, worst train accident thing. And, and, and when you hear of something like that, how many of you have traveled by train? Yeah, we've all traveled by train. You know, and it's just a freak thing. Suddenly you're sleeping and the next minute this accident happens. Yeah? So, so really, you know, my heart was heavy hearing about this. And then when we hear about Ukraine, the war has, has crossed one year, isn't it? You know, and, and the damage and the devastation that has happened there. A million people have fled the country. And these are, you know, from a Christian background. Many of them could have been Christ, are Christians as well. And we say, Lord, what's happening? How can we give thanks? And then we have personal situations. We, we all have personal situations where tragedy or Unpleasant things have happened. And 1 Thessalonians says this. It says, it's not, it does not say give thanks for the situation. It says give thanks in the situation. That means no matter what's happening, we, our focus and our gaze is on Jesus. Okay? And that's what helps us pull through the difficult situation. Because our faith is in the God who never changes. We know that Jesus can come in, He can fix the situation, He can change things, and He can bring good out of evil. That's our hope. We have hope. Turn to somebody and say, I have hope. I have hope. Okay, so no matter what your situation is, unanswered prayer, you know, tragedy, whatever, you know, we, we can't understand everything, but we have hope. You know, one of the things that really lifted me up this week was I was listening to a message by, by a person who says that several years ago, he was taken up bodily into heaven. Okay, now, you know, I, I don't really go into all these fanciful things, but this is a well-known person, evangelist, 
and, uh, and, and w- what he shared lines up with scripture. You know, it's not, not anything unscriptural. We know Paul had that experience. He was taken up to heaven. So it can happen to others as well, as long as they're not then teaching you some funny doctrine. Okay, just lined up with scripture. And really, you know, l- listening to him describe that, it just gave me great hope, knowing that one day we will be there. That no matter how bleak and bad things are on earth, yeah, things are only going to get better for those who have put their faith in Jesus. Those 75 Christians who were killed in Manipur, yeah, we, are, we are mourning their loss, and, and we will, and, and that's sad, and their families will be mourning even more. But we know that they are rejoicing in God's presence. You know, that, that's the hope that we have. So this morning we're going to look at just... Briefly, how as Christians, thanksgiving is the will of God for us. And how we can uh, persevere in thanking God and praising God in the midst of all the challenges we may face. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that no matter what happens, you are seated on the throne. You are in control, Lord. That you are sovereign over all things. And that you will work all things out for our good. Lord, I pray this morning that as I share from your word, that faith would rise up in our hearts. Lord, that we would be strengthened in our faith, that we would be encouraged to give thanks, and we would see glorious things happening in our lives and in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so, you know, so, so giving thanks in all circumstances. First of all, it is the will of God, as we've seen. There are over 75 references throughout Scripture instructing us and commanding us to give thanks. Now, I want you to stop for a second and think about your speech. Does thanksgiving flow from your mouth or does complaining and grumbling? Complaining. You know, often, often what happens is we can see the wrong in everything. Yeah? We can see what's wrong with ourselves, our children, our husband, our wife, our you know, friends, the church, the school, the workplace, the colleagues, the roads, the weather. And, and, and often our conversation is full of that, isn't it? But there's so much to talk about and grumble about and all that. But really, 76 times God says in Scripture, give thanks. And, uh, and there are many verses. Look at Colossians 3 verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and we can go on and on and on about thanksgiving. Now, thanksgiving has the power to change our situation and to change our mindset. When we were kids, there used to be a little poster that went about that says, I complained that I had no shoes till I saw somebody who had no feet. Do you get that? Yeah? I complained that I had no shoes till I saw somebody who had no feet. And really, when we start thinking about it, there is so much we can give thanks for. In fact, you know, uh, the Colossians says we need to be ab- uh, abounding, overflowing with thankfulness. 
Okay? So here's the first thing. In order to fulfill God's will for your life, will you decide this morning to say, Lord, I want to be a thankful person. Okay? I, I want to thank God for all that I have. You know? There's so much that we have. And I say, Lord, thank you for my... You know, and many years ago, I started something called a thankfulness journal. And it's a very simple thing. It sounds fancy. Just take a notebook and every day write down five things you are thankful for. I tell you, it will change your spirit. Okay? We can write down all things we are, you know, complaining about, but think about, Lord, I'm thankful. I have a job. You know, I've got a terrible boss, but I thank you I've got a job. You know, uh, and you can, you can write down things that you are thankful for. And watch how it changes your spirit, your mind space. Okay, now, when we face challenges in our lives, difficult things, I okay, guess Christians, uh, you know, first of all, let's take the good, good things. Let's, let's thank God for the good things in our life. There's a verse here that says, James 1.17, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Okay? The, the, the first thing is, when good things happen to us, let's be a people who are thankful. Okay? Let, let's thank God you know, for our parents, for our jobs, for our homes, for, for salvation, for the church. And, and thanksgiving has got to be felt in the heart, but it's got to be expressed in the mouth. You know, sometimes we can be very slow in acknowledging, you know, I got the promotion because I worked hard. Okay? Or I, I, I drove safely because I'm a good driver. But, but really to acknowledge that in every step of the way, we are there because of God's protection over our lives. Okay, so let's start by thanking God for the good things in our lives first. Okay, and uh, secondly, part of that is one is thanking God. The second thing is expressing thanksgiving to people. You know, we can take so many things for granted. You know, as a husband, I just thank God my clothes get washed. <laughs> you know. Magically, they are folded, folded, and put on my bed. And I, all I have to do is take them and put them into the cupboard. Those who are not married men, think about it. F get married, okay? <laughs> you know, so my wife and my mother-in-law are all involved in that. You know, and, and I do other things. But, 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 in, but, but, but the fact is, you know, we, we take for granted the people in our family who serve us. Husbands to wives, wives to husbands, parents to children. And, and let's, first of all, express gratitude in the family. Okay? And just thank God you know, uh, for these things. Let's express gratitude in friendships in our midst. You know? And just say, Lord, you know, and go to somebody and say, hey, I, I, so, I thank God that you are in my life. Thank you for your friendship. And, and let's thank God for that. You know? With today's digital media world, you can have people who have thousands of friends on Facebook and on followers on Instagram, but no real relationships. Okay? And so if you have a real flesh and blood friend who you can actually feel, 
<laughs> you know, thank God for them. See, I am so thankful you're my friend. You know, I've got a thousand friends on Facebook, but you are my flesh and blood friend. Okay? So, so let's be thankful for family. Let's be thankful for friends. All right. So, so that, that's something just to throw out to you there. But what does th- But then we also face situations in our life that are difficult. Anybody facing a difficult situation now? They they keep coming, going, coming, going, coming, going. We have difficult situations. And uh, we're going to look at scripture to see how some of these difficult situations were handled. Okay, let's turn to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And the first difficult situation we're going to look at is a situation of lack. And Jesus, in Matthew chapter 14, had... uh, preached to this huge crowd of people, thousands of people, and uh, that, that's what happened. Matthew chapter 14, and look at verse 15 onwards. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. This was the disciples who told Jesus. They said, it's getting late. We are in a remote place. There are thousands of people who are hungry. Do something. You know, let's send them away actually and let them do something. Now look at Jesus' answer. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. (laughs) Now imagine if, you know, if we decided, hey, let's all have lunch here together. And uh, I tell Sundar, you give them something to eat. I know Hazel's a great cook, but at short notice to do this, you know, and that Jesus, the disciples must have been bewildered. Give them something to eat. And the disciples, the first situation is lack. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answer. That's all. Our our resources are limited. Bring them to me, Jesus said. Directed the people to sit on the grass. And then see what he does. Now, you may have read this many times before. How did he multiply the bread and the fish? See what he does. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. And then he broke the loaves and then the miracle happened. Okay? So thanksgiving can open up a miracle in your life. Amen? So he thanked God for what he had and then God multiplied it to what they needed. Isn't that amazing? Okay. So the next time you are facing a lack in your life, thank God in the situation, thank God for the little that you have and believe God to multiply it. Now this is what Jesus himself did. Let's look at another situation, okay? And uh, we look at Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. That's in John chapter 11, verse 38. John chapter 11, verse 38. Okay. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance Take away the stone. Now this is Lazarus. He's been dead and buried for a few days. So the first situation was a situation of lack. 
we have lack in our lives. The second situation was a dead situation. Dead, completely dead. You know, with lack, okay, you know, that one, five bread, maybe you can do something. But this was dead. Nothing could be done. And what did Jesus do? But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing there, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and his feet wrapped with a linen cloth around his face. Anyway, Jesus began raising Lazarus from the dead by giving thanks to God. Is thanksgiving important? Yes. yes. It's very important. It's very important. Okay? Even in situations that are dead, as we look to God and we thank Him in the situation, in what we have, we say, Lord, I thank you, Lord. You know? In, uh, in Psalm 50, verse 3, Psalm 50, verse 3 says this, Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me and prepare the way that I may show him the salvation of God. Somehow, when we thank God in a situation, it opens the door for God to move. You know, so this morning when we have praise and we have worship and we have thanksgiving, what is it doing? It's glorifying God and opening the way for salvation, for deliverance, for healing to come in. So, uh, so I want to encourage you this morning. You may be having a situation of lack. You may be having a dead situation in your life. Okay, something that you've given up on. But as we look to God's word, we see that as people gave glory to God, as they thanked God in the situation, not grumbled or complained about the situation, but said, Lord, I, I believe you, Lord, more than I believe the situation God can come in and do something. We, we see a couple of more examples. In, in, in Romans chapter 4, verse 18, Abraham had been promised a son, but he was old, his wife was barren, she was old, and uh, what do you do in that situation? A dead situation. Romans 4, 8, 18 to 21, against all hope, Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said of him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. So he acknowledged the deadness of the situation. Since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb also was dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. That's what he did. Being persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Okay? So in our dead situations, we're saying, Lord, this looks dead. I don't see any hope here. 
But Lord, I'm going to give glory to you. I'm going to hold on to your words. Because, and he being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. So we're giving thanks and giving glory to God saying, Lord, looks dead. But Lord, you've promised this and I'm believing for that. Amen. All right. So, I want to encourage you this morning. It's a short word, okay? Just on, say, the will of God for our lives. To be thankful in every situation. We've seen it. Jesus doing it. We've seen the psalmist speaking about it. We've seen Abraham doing it. It's powerful. But it's simple, but it's powerful. Yeah? And I, I, I think, you know, it would be wonderful if we as a church would rise up to be a grateful people. Imagine in society as we go around. You know, I, I was, we were talking to um, friends, you know, from other nations. And, and uh, we, we can think India is, you know, is a mess. But really, we have so many good things happening here. Yeah, we have roads, we have trains, we have buses. There are some places you don't know when the next bus is going to come. But for us, you can open an app and book your bus ticket. You can bus your, book your train ticket. You know? and, and so we, we are blessed in many, many ways. Okay? So let's be a people who are ex exude thankfulness. Okay? As we talk to one another, you know, let, let's look and say, hey, you know, let's not complain, but let's bless our nation. Let's be thankful for what we have. Imagine the change that will take place in our office, in our family, in our societies when we do that. I want to pray for people this morning. If you have a situation of lack, you have a dead situation, or you just want to see God come into something, okay? Why don't you stand up this morning and we want to th we'll, th we'll, th we'll thank God with you and say, Lord, we thank you in that situation knowing that you can multiply five loaves and two fish, raise the dead, give children, do whatever is needed. I mean, we didn't have time to get into Paul and Silas in prison and prison doors being unlocked. Okay? And I want you to do this for the next minute on your own. You just start thanking God for something. It may not, maybe you're in a bad situation, not thanking God for that, but thank God for anything good in your life. All right? And Psalm 50 says... Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me and prepare the way that I may show him the salvation of God. Lord, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for each one here, Lord. Lord, I'm so grateful that we could meet this morning, that we have a place to meet, that we have people, believers to meet with. We have, we've been able to worship you. We've been able to read the word in our language. Lord, we have health and food, and, and so much, Lord, your great salvation. Lord, Lord, I just pray this morning for each one here, Lord, that you would make us a thankful people, Lord, that thanksgiving would flow from our mouths, bringing glory to you and salvation to us, Lord. W would you do that? Would you do that? Thank you. Thank you for each one who's here this morning. Lord, you, you know the situations we are in. Lord, I pray now that you would come in by the power of your Spirit, Lord. Unlock 
what is locked up, Lord. Provide what is lacking, Lord. Bless each situation, Lord, that your will will be done there, Lord. Oh, Lord, what is dead, would you bring it to life, resurrect it, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, would you come? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.